play, whether in early ch- in a children of worship, young children of worship, or or godly play. One of the first things they'll tell you is that it's hot. The Pentecost is. There's three, three images in our, in our passage um, today um, that I want us to just look at briefly. And I'm going to read this story to us. Um, but it's the images of fire, of wind or spirit, and of language. I just want to invite you to hold those um, as we read. Jesus in chapter 1 of Acts is with his disciples. Let me come back to this. Before he was taken up, working in the power of the Holy Spirit, Jesus instructed the apostles he had chosen. After his suffering, he had showed them that he was alive with many convincing proofs. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days speaking to them about God's kingdom. That's which, that's, that which he had talked to them about a lot. While they were eating together, he ordered them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for what the Father had promised. He said, this is what you heard from me. John, the bapti- John baptized with water, but in only a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. I wonder if that's what they expected in that moment. Teaching about a kingdom, a new way, a new ruler, and then instruction, stay where you're at, you're going to get holy breath. As a result, those who had gathered together asked Jesus, Lord, are you going to restore the kingdom to Israel now? Jesus replied, it isn't for you to know the times or seasons that the Father has set by His own authority. Rather, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Again, what were the disciples expecting? What were the disciples longing for? And I think it's a good question for us this morning. I had this sense, at least personally, that if this word is not good for our lives, where they're at, what's going on, um, if it's just good for understanding this kind of theology better, um, It's not quite good enough. And the Spirit of God is here with us. And and so this word is for us and whatever we bring um, to this place. A few verses later, Pentecost arrives. It's a day of feasting. And the disciples are together in one place. And suddenly a sound from heaven like the howling of a fierce wind, filled the entire house where they were sitting. 
And they saw what seemed to be individual flames of fire alighting on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit enabled them to speak. And this conjures up all kinds of images in Genesis. The Spirit is said to hover above the waters, the chaos of life. It's good to remember when we pray like we did and we know what's going on in this world um, and the, the divisions that we experience, um, that the Holy Spirit is hovering. And, and if we're on our own, it's hard to remember that and proclaim that. And so we come together to remind one another the Holy Spirit is hovering over the chaos of our world, the chaos of your life. Um, the, the image of fire reminds these, these people and reminds us of stories of liberation in Exodus where Moses is called through a burning bush, where the people of Israel are saved out of slavery and led by a pillar of cloud by day and a fire by night. Um, that the Holy Spirit's, this image of fire is also um, given to us. And I think the one I want to focus on today the most is that when the Holy Spirit came, they were all filled and they began to speak in other languages. Um, language is, a, is an interesting thing. Um, the, uh, it's a very intimate thing. Um, it's, it's a very, I mean, it's obvious that we take it for granted until, until we need it, right? Um, I, I'm teaching a class at Fuller, like I do each quarter. And this quarter, that like happens many times, um, we'll be doing our things in class. I'll be getting to know students kind of peripheral because um, there's 30, you know, 30 some odd students. I'll have a few students who speak, whose native language is different than English, and they're working hard, especially hard, to stay engaged. And, um, and then, inevitably, what will happen is, and unfortunately this is only true with one language, but students, this time it was Gonzalo and Jessica, students who speak Spanish, I'll run into them before class or, or on a break, and I will try with the three years of high school Spanish that I have in, under my belt, um, I will try to communicate with them. Um, and, it, and it can't go far. It, it goes okay, um, but it can't go far. And the comfort level of all of us just rises because their mother tongue has just been acknowledged. Um, and it's been utilized even in a novice, very simple kind of way. Um, language is not just words. Language is breath. Language is place. Language is jokes and riddles and people. Um, language holds so much more um, than just kind of me communicating with you. 
Um, and here, when the Spirit of God comes, people speak different, different languages. Um, how is language learned? Um, we, I think there's stuff to learn here for us. Um, to learn a language means to submit to someone else, right? It's children. In our native language, we, we submit to our caretakers and we learn the language um, that they provide and communicate with us in. Um, and if we're going to learn a different language, we have to submit to maybe a class, maybe an instructor. Um, for many children in our church, submit to the desires of our parents to join a dual immersion program. Um, and, and, and there's a number of, of kids in our church who have done that. But to learn a language requires submission. It requires vulnerability um, with someone else. And the beautiful thing around L.A. area is when language is being utilized, in one setting, a child can be the one who's learning. Um, but in a very... Right away, a child in our area can be a master of a different language other than English that makes all the adults that are around them the learner and the awkward one <laughs> and the, the vulnerable one. Um, to, to learn language requires vulnerability and, and humility. Um, this is the first class I'm a proud father here. Um, this is the first class of the dual immersion program here at Monroe um, that just promote. I am so emotional this morning. Um, that, mm, that just promoted um, from junior high into high school. Zach and Jordan are, are part of that, um, as well as their friends that you see here. Um, you submit to, to people. It was really special at their gradu graduation. This is a couple of Zach's early, early teachers, first grade, second grade, um, who came and, and stood with him and his friends at this promotion, as well as their, the initial principal who helped to launch the program. Um, <clears throat> languages also learned, um, and, and our hope as parents who put their children in dual immersion programs, Language is learned when you love it. When you love the language. And again, language isn't just words. It's people and jokes and culture, um, place. Um, so it's as our duty as parents to take our children to beautiful Places where Spanish is spoken um, so that they can love um, this language. I'm, that's kind of a joke, like we can get to. I'm serious too, but um, we need to go to tropical places that, uh, um, that speak this language. And so it's interesting to me that here in this passage, when the Spirit, the Holy Spirit comes, it comes in this very intimate practice of language. That God enters into this very close 
space of breath, spirit, um, and language. The same spirit, Willie Jennings writes, that was there from the beginning, hovering, brooding in the joy of creation of the universe and of each one of us, who knows us together and separately in our most intimate places, has announced the divine intention through the Son to reach into our lives and make each life a site of speaking glory. The Holy Spirit comes to this small group of people who are trying to figure out what Jesus is calling them to and that wind or breath um, is used to describe, that fire is used, and this gift of language. Um, But God doesn't just connect to us each, though God certainly does. Um, God's desire and acts, and I think it's made known here in this passage, is God desires a joining with not only God, but with one another and with strangers. Um, The passage goes on, and says, there were pious Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. Many scholars suggest that these are people who are retired. They've lived their lives in their homeland, and they have traveled to Jerusalem to die there, um, to retire there as a faithful act of worship. And so this, likely, this group of people who have now come upon these disciples who are speaking different languages um, is kind of the retirement community of the synagogue and the temple. Uh, And when they heard this sound, a crowd gathered. They were mystified because everyone heard them speaking in their native languages. Imagine having traveled to Jerusalem, a place where your language was not spoken, as a faithful act of worship, um, and coming upon this group of people that are speaking your language. They know your people, your place. They were surprised and amazed, saying, look, aren't all the people who are speaking Galileans, every one of them? How, can, how then can each of us hear them speaking in our native language? Lots of different languages. We hear them declaring the mighty works of God in our own languages. They were all surprised and bewildered. Some asked each other, what does this mean? Others jeered at them, saying, they're full of new wine. (laughs) They're loaded. (laughs) Or there's something new going on here. Um, 
Again, Willie Jennings helps us when he says, where the Spirit of God is, there is divine desire, not simply for God, but for one another, and not simply for one another, but for those to whom we are sent by the Spirit. To those already being drawn into communion with God and sensing the desire of God for the expansion of their lives into the lives of others. This is a multi-ethnic, multicultural, um, multi-generational um, moment that we celebrate every year on Pentecost with the, when we remember that the gift of the Holy Spirit has been given to us. And I think this is such good news for us today. Mountainside Communion, living in Los Angeles, living in... California, living in the United States of America, where you don't have to look far to see divisions of all kinds. It starts with our political dialogue or lack of with one another. Um, it's so sad to me how challenging it is to just talk with one another because people are so divided in the way we think about politics and the ways things should be. And if you're like me, really, is it already time? Um, this lands right in your households and in your families with people you love dearly. Welcome back, kids. The, the good news of, of Pentecost and the gift of the Holy Spirit is that God, God wants to reach into those divisions and bring breath, um, bring conversation, bring intimacy. Um, we live in a world that's divided by age. So many of our common interests, if you look around, um, are based in a person's age, whether that's children, adults, second half of life people like me um, and older, so much of our life, our culture shapes into age-specific activities. And here in Acts, it's people who are retired, who have come, who are the beginning of this Pentecostal movement. Um, last week, Carolyn shared um, her offering and Carolyn is retired. I don't see Carolyn today. Is she here? No. She's retired. And I don't know about you, but that was just such a breath of fresh air. When she stood here and told about her garden, her, she told us to call it her award-winning garden, because indeed it is an award-winning garden. Um, and she was just so clear about who she is. Like, if you're looking for mercy... 
you might find a better companion um, than me. But if you're looking for honesty and prayer, she's ready. Um, it was so wonderful. Um, and I'm so thankful for her. Um, and I wish she was here to hear all that. Pass that on to her. Um, the divisions that we experience, and we could go on and on and on. The divisions we experience, um, the homogeneity we experience as different people are, are placed into different subgroups. And we feel that here at Mountainside. The gift of Pentecost is that God wants to break us open and take down those boundaries and divisions. And I think the gift of Pentecost is that God does that in the most intimate of ways as we share breath with someone else. Conversation. As we learn the language of other people. And we don't stop talking and conversing until we find ourselves in that person. We don't give up until we find, oh yeah, there's something in them. Their age group, their interests, their politics, their whatever, that I, oh, I connect as a human being. The power of the Holy Spirit wants to give us that tenacity with those people that we're divided from. Amen? We're really fortunate, um, kids, here at the church, because there's, um, yeah, this is real grace, Jennings writes, untamed grace. It's the grace that replaces our fantasies of power over people with God's fantasy, which is a desire for people. Krista mentioned this this last week. We had our first um, community garden meeting. That's what you're looking at right there. Uh, It was an orientation meeting. I was not there, so I'm just pointing out pictures. Um, And so these people that we see in these pictures, these are our new friends. These are people that are going to be working right alongside us here in this building. Um, their hands in the dirt. Um, and I, I want to I suggest that they are a, are a picture to us. And you've got people in your everyday lives. Some of you don't spend a whole lot of time right here on this block. But there are people in your everyday lives that if God will give us the eyes to see, they're coming into our life And the Pentecost spirit is to say, how do we share breath? How do we share conversation um, in open and powerful ways, trusting that God will do what God wants to do in those those relationships? Um, We're going to celebrate Eucharist together. Um... And sometimes when we talk about Eucharist around here, welcome back, kids. You can have a seat. Confirmation's coming, it looks like. 
Oh, just ones and twos and Joel? Yeah. Hi, Ari. We'll talk about a lot of different things when we, when we come to this table. But I was reminded um, this week of, of these four words that sometimes we'll use to frame, to frame this gathering. Can we all say together, welcome back again kids, can we all say together the word breath? If you hold your breath, as Florence in the Machine says, between two lungs, what will happen? You will die. (laughs) You have to exhale to continue to live. We have to breathe together in this space. And the scriptures suggest that the Holy Spirit is like breath among us. And God wants to do a new thing as we share this breath together. The scriptures say that where two or three are gathered in Jesus' name, God is there. And so no matter where our emotions are at right now, no matter how we're feeling, no matter what we're thinking, we proclaim together that God is here as we gather. Um, Eucharist involves food and eating, and so we're going to do that. And we are going to eat this food as a way of getting ourselves caught up in the work of God in the world. A work that is done through the Spirit of the living God. And so we're going to eat this bread and drink this juice because we are wrapped up in what God is doing in the world through the Spirit of Christ. And these are big things that start with very small experiences like this. And we do all this so that we can go out and be at work. Don't think necessarily employment, though many of you have employment and you'll be doing that a lot this week. Um, But think about the gifts and the activities that you participate in each week, where you share breath with those that are around you, people from all different slices of our society. Um, And may we remember that that is Pentecostal work, that the Spirit of God is doing things in those interactions and in those moments, um, that we might be open um, to newness.